0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me. As always, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have... In this fast paced world, a million things to do. So I appreciate you spending some of it here. Hopefully it helps you a little bit, adds a little to your tool bag. And hopefully it helps our country. Even if just a a tiny bit, not a whole lot, going on went into well we'll leave that for another time i don't think there was anything just unbelievably important recently we will tell you, one of the things we talk about on this podcast often is culture. And I've had this conversation with a couple of my girls recently, uh, some other people. I've heard it from adults more and more of late, uh, particularly a couple, one man in particular in our church that I look up to a great deal. You know, what we take in matters. Uh, We talked about this recently. If we're not taking something in that makes us better in some form or fashion uh, and better for our country, better for Christ, then we're kind of wasting our time. And there's a lot of different ways that can look. You know, there's entertainment out there that is really great, phenomenal entertainment but it increases our vocabulary or it gives us some understanding of a different place or different time period. Uh, that it promotes good morals somehow, that it's got a moral. That That's one thing that we don't have in culture. Kind of getting off track here a little bit, but that's all right. I've heard this comment recently that there are quite a few pastors nationally starting to talk about the need for Christian culture. And I really wish that I was more educated on it. I wish that I had paid more attention in Mm -hmm. college, although I would argue that by the time I went through college, even back in the Dark Ages, as it seems now, uh, the left had already done such a phenomenal job of kicking God out of education that even in, in many private schools that pretended to be Christian or claimed to still have ties to Christianity, the arts weren't taught from that point of view, from that reference, which is really just almost criminal because so much of our art Uh, whether you're talking literally about paintings or sculptures or music, has, over the last two millennium, had a huge basis in Christianity. And so, let me try and bring this back full circle. We've gotten away from that in America for decades now. Uh, entertainment is just made purely for entertainment. There's no no purpose other than that. And a lot of people would, maybe some of you all listening, are kind of rolling your eyes right now and going, oh, this is one of those holy roller, Bible thumper, everything's got to be good and moral and perfect. Uh, No, not at all. You know, C.S. Lewis talked about in, in children's literature, you needed to show children the ugly side of humanity. But you needed to do it, and it didn't need to be gruesome. It didn't need to be uh, horrifically detailed. Whether you talk about uh, the the dark sides, whether you're talking about murder, or death, just in general, or war, or rape, or sex outside of marriage, you know, it, you, you talk to kids about these things in entertainment, but in a kind of sanitized way almost, you know, you you but you didn't hold back because children live these things. They they have these and all you, all you need to do to see that is come into a a school and look at the lives of some of these kids. What they have to deal with at home, what they've lived through already. We don't need to shelter our children from the truth, but we need to present it from the point of view of God, as much as we're able to at being human beings and not God. And today, when you, when you look at culture, so much of culture today is just graphic in the extreme. It's grotesque, horror, uh, you know, just death and dismemberment and gruesomeness, uh, sex of every possible kind with very little, if any, moral underpinnings, moral point. And what these pastors nationally have said is, hey, we've got to take back culture. And they're absolutely right. Excuse me, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, that's where one of the major, major battles, theaters is in this cold still cold civil war right now in America is education and culture. And so when you're, whether you're a, a kid, a teenager listening to this podcast or an adult or an adult with kids or a grandparent, whatever you do, whatever you spend your time on somehow needs to be making you a better person a better Christian, a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better mother, a better citizen. And that can be learning a new skill. You know, if you're learning to ride horses, if you're learning woodworking, if you're learning another language, but even in entertainment, if you're, if you're reading or watching something for entertainment, make sure it's giving you something, increasing your vocabulary, giving you a a better perspective on a time or place, uh, with, with a moral underpinning, with a story there, a lesson to teach. Art used to have lessons. And sadly, if there is even a lesson today from much of art, music, art in general, when you see it, at least nationally, and I'm pretty ignorant about this stuff, folks, really, I'll be honest, but it seems to be that the lesson is do what you want to do. Whatever makes you feel good, do it. That seems to be the lesson. And that's that's not only not a good lesson, it's a, it's a horribly bad, misleading, confusing lesson. Which is why we have so much confusion in our youth today. So just think about that when you turn the TV on. <clears throat> when you pick up a book to read, when you listen to music. Is it... Is it doing something worthwhile? Or are you just sitting there giving away seconds, minutes, hours of your life? Go back. I got off track as I said. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it be with them bless them guide them forgive us our sins Lord individually and as a nation help us to do your will help us to turn our nation back to you help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first always help us to love you with our whole heart mind soul and strength always to love our neighbors as ourselves watch over those who lead us and those who protect us be with them and their families Give them a strong faith. Give them wisdom and courage. Guide them in the decisions that they make. Be with those law enforcement officers, particularly down on our border. Uh, be with our military in the different places that they are across the world. Watch over those people that are hurting across the country uh, in every community and state, city. Be with those in particular in Tennessee still and Mississippi and Arkansas and places in between, Father. God, in my words today, please, in your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to jump back into uh, Winthrop. This quote we read yesterday, we're going to start, we're going to read it all, but because it's such a great quote, we're really going to focus on the last sentence or two, the last paragraph. The voice of experience and the voice of our own reason speak but one language, both united in teaching us that men may as well build their houses upon the sand and expect to see them stand when the rains fall and the winds blow and the floods come, as to found free institutions upon any other basis than that of morality and virtue of which the word of God is the only authoritative rule and the only adequate sanction. All societies of men must be governed in some way or other. The less they have of stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. The less they rely on public law or physical force, the more they must rely on private moral restraint. Men, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them, or a power without them, either by the word of God, or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible, or by the bayonet. It may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institutions, it is religion which must support the state. So, I mean, it's a phenomenal quote all the way around and it it shows, and it really talks, it kind of goes into what we were just talking about with culture. You know, you can either control yourself or somebody else is going to control you for you, good or bad, right? And this idea that we're just going to, the whole point of everything is to do what feels good, uh, that's ridiculous, bordering on insane. It's certainly illogical. Uh, because if everybody just did what they wanted to do, well, we would just be like the animals out in the field. You know, if you wanted to sleep with whoever you wanted to sleep with any anytime you want to, if you wanted to take and murder and plunder, pillage anytime you wanted to, whatever felt good, whatever made you feel good in that moment. You know, you wanted a new car, you just went and took one, Right. Uh, so, I mean, it doesn't take long to see how ludicrous that is. And then if you're listening and more of the left persuasion bent and you say, well, you've got to have, you know, you've got to be taught right from wrong. Absolutely. And you say, well, that just depends on whose point of view it is. No, truth is not subjective. It's absolute. If you, If you and I disagree on something, We can both be wrong. Or one of us can be wrong and and the other person can be right. But it's impossible for us both to be right. But this last paragraph of Winthrop's quote, in America, religion is what supports the state. The morality that we get from our christian principles is what we what what supports our free institutions and you can't have freedom and liberty without those principles of Jesus Christ the new testament bible verse that i can't remember the particular verse but it says wherever the spirit of the lord is there's freedom there's liberty right so that's that's historically been true in our country and it has to be you have to have because that's where you get self discipline that's where you get self restraint control those positive moral virtues and so if you don't have those principles of Christ, then you can't have those free institutions. You can't have a free republic or any other form of free government. You've got to have control. And so it goes hand in hand. These The leftist values that we see in the country today uh, and have for decades, those evil core godless values, they demand a totalitarian state. They require it. Because you can't control people that have no morals, no religion, no virtue. Or they won't control themselves, I should say. And so you have to be willing to control them by force. But even that's a limited status quo. That's a limited situation because eventually, as we have seen every every single time, 100% of the time without fail when countries go to socialism and communism, leftism, fascism, Nazism, you get chaos, you get corruption, you get slaughter on a almost unimaginable scale. You saw it in communist China. You still see the oppression. You saw it in Leninist, Stalinist Russia. You saw it in Nazi Germany. You see the, just the starvation and the deprivation in all of these socialist communist countries. You see Europe going that way. The only thing that's holding Europe in check is its Christian heritage. That's really true of the Western world as a whole. That's the only thing that keeps it from falling completely off the edge of the cliff. That's certainly the only thing that's holding us back from the precipice in America, and the question is, which way will we go? You know, the fact that we've slaughtered 65, give or take, million of our own citizens in the last 50 years, we're doing a pretty good job of of heading that direction. December, 1803, Thomas Jefferson, United States Congress ratified a treaty between the United States and the Kaskia Indian tribe that stated, Whereas the greater part of said tribe have been baptized and received into the Catholic church to which they are much attached, the United States will give annually for seven years $100 toward the support of a priest of that religion, who will engage to perform for said tribe the duties of his office, And also to instruct as many of their children as possible in the rudiments of literature. And the United States will further give the sum of $300 to assist the said tribe in the erection of a church. So here very early on in our country's history, you see Congress giving money for a priest to a Catholic church. And money to create the church for this Indian tribe. Uh, So, you know, it's not quite as big a deal, perhaps, but that really knocks the narrative uh, that we were just out to slaughter all these Indians and all these Native Americans. Uh, It certainly uh, knocks the narrative of separation of church and state. We're giving money to Christianity in particular, right? And that's the whole point of the First Amendment is not to show favoritism to one Christian denomination or another, right? That's the point the point was never to make Christianity to pretend that, that Christianity was on level with all these false religions, right? Now we go back to the quote from yesterday or the day before, I think Patrick Henry, right? The only reason that other religions can come to America for the freedom is because we're based on Christianity and we believe in freedom of religion. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a very Christian. Jesus Christ never forced anybody to believe in him. He never pretended that any other religion was true because they're not, but he never forced somebody to believe in him, to claim him as their Lord and savior. And we believe that in America, but that's that's a completely different, different thing, folks, than acknowledging also the truth that America is based on the principles of Christ and has to be in order for our Republic to function. Those two things, can absolutely be true. And you you see that here in this treaty from 1803 between the Indian tribe and the United States we're providing money for them to be taught. And so you see here the importance of education. More, More than that, the importance of Christianity and that the government realizes. And who is this? This is Thomas Jefferson, the one that the left has so often used uh, as, as a pillar against Christianity and who the Supreme Court took the line out of his letter and completely twisted it and misused it to mean something it never did. And here he is giving money to set up a church and to hire priests And you could go into a little bit more the fact that the term is seven years. That's kind of interesting, too. I'm sure some of y'all caught on to that. All right. I went over. I'm sorry. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages for those who are married. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.